Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Is the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, how the hell are we feeling here? I'm feeling great. How the hell are you feeling, Jonas? Oh, I mean, after that game last night, Oof. Kirk Cousins in primetime saying to everyone, you think you know me, all right? You think you know how yeah. I perform yeah. in prime time? How about these apples? Huh? Yeah. Do you think he, Do you think Kirk Cousins ever in his life has looked at somebody and just said, "Kiss my ass"? You ever? You think he's ever said that? Just just I mean, straight he, up, right to their eyes. I, I think as Sam so accurately pointed out, he he hasn't said "kiss my ass." He said it in different words, though. I got you. And he said, "You like that." I mean, you know? look. You like that. There's been a lot of conversation. Now, I'm, I'm not going to air anybody out here on this show, okay? I'm, the, the last thing I want to do is air anybody out on this show, but I do feel like LeVar has been pushing this narrative of Kirk Cousins in primetime not being able to get it done, and you and I have been trying to push back against that for a long time now. So you know, the fact that LeVar is going to you know air out Kirk Cousins like that on national radio and then not show up the morning after when Kirk Cousins lights up the San Francisco 49ers I think is borderline disrespectful, if I you mean, ask me. Vintage vintage VAR. I mean, that's just how he <laughs> operates. But Cousins has won, what, three of the last four. He's really changing that narrative, you know, as far as on Monday Night Football. And this was a game where, like, I, I understand the 49ers were not at full strength. This is a good enough, deep enough team where, it, I mean, and the Vikings won 13 games a year ago, but they have not looked like that team this season. They're without their best player, Justin Jefferson. And yet at home, Monday Night Football got off to a fast start and was still finding a way to win. So give a lot of credit to Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings and, and really Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison had some big time plays in that game. And then the defense for the Vikings, which was horrendous last year against the pass. Last night, we were able to get a couple of turnovers from Brock Purdy. And I, I come away from the game with two lines of thought. And it's, it's what I've I tried to say, kidding aside, the Vikings are still very much alive to try to be one of those playoff teams. I think if we look at the NFC playoff picture right now, it's San Francisco, Philly, even though it's not looking quite as good for San Francisco after the past two weeks, and then Detroit. And then even for Detroit, it hasn't looked quite the same. So it, you're almost looking at four other spots saying they're up for grabs. There's nothing that says the Minnesota, if they don't get on a run, 
can't be one of those playoff teams when it's all said and done. That's kind of one angle. And the other angle is I'll throw it to you is, you know, 49ers. That's two in a row now. And granted, we kind of use the excuse of, well, hey, they're banged up versus Cleveland. You know, Brock Purdy didn't have all his weapons. Everyone has a bad game. All right, now a little greater sample size on the road versus Minnesota. You've got a team that defensively will give you some different looks and give you some issues, but not quite the same roster as what we've seen him you know, perform against uh, and really excel. And, and so, I don't know, are there sort of be doubts or concerns about even Brock Purdy and where he could take this 49ers team? Yeah, and I also think just on the Minnesota side – if you were to look at like they're kind of jumbled in a mix of teams like Washington, like New Orleans, like Tampa Bay and the Rams. If you were to just say amongst those teams listed, who's got the best quarterback? It's Minnesota by a mile. Like it's not even close. So it does seem like although we were trying to write the obituary and print up the toe tags after the Justin Jefferson IR stint was revealed a couple of weeks ago, you start to look at him and go Man, if Cousins keeps playing the way that he's playing, and he was really, really good last night, if you're just going by default, team with playoff experience, getting their best player back in Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison's off to a, a monster start as a rookie, I, I'll, I'll take my chances with Minnesota amongst all those other teams, and I don't even think it's close as far as who's going to make a run at that final wild card spot. Yeah, I think they've got a number of things in their favor. Experience with Cousins. And by the way, we've seen them do it on the road in the playoffs. We've seen them go down to New Orleans, get a big win. Uh, whether or not you want to call that a push-off by Kyle Rudolph, that's, that's beside the point. They got the win. They moved on. But we've seen him perform at a high level. They've got playmakers. If they get Justin Jefferson back next to Jordan Addison, who's been phenomenal so far as a rookie, at least finding the end zone, and the run game continues to develop. Brian Flores, that defense, just finding ways of getting pressures, getting uh, getting turnovers, uh, getting sacks. You've, you've kind of got the right formula for maybe what they can be. And Kevin O'Connell's a good play caller. So you've, you've got a team that – I know I, they won 13 games a year ago. I don't think anyone thought they were going to you know meet that, that mark again this year. But 10 – it's not outside the realm of possibility, especially if they get on a bit of a streak here. And if you look at the way some of these other teams are starting to fall by the wayside. Now, our friends listening on the great K-Fan, the Yallahorn of the, the Twin Yallahorn. Cities, yeah. they, they've been oh. trying. They're, they're probably looking at this and listening to this show going, man, but guys, tell us why. Why have the Minnesota Vikings turned it around without their best player? Why has Kirk Cousins found something that he maybe didn't have before? And yeah. Kirk Cousins explained after the game what was really the secret ingredient towards getting them ready last night to pull off the upset as seven-point underdogs at kickoff against the 49ers. Let's take a listen. Big to get a win, and um, and I gotta say it, you know, Creed. I'm getting my ankles taped pregame because I try to get them taped as late as possible, and I'm sitting there on the table, and suddenly it comes on, and Garrett Bradbury's doing some body work next to me, and he goes, "Forget this, I gotta go with, go enjoy this with the boys." So he then gets up and goes in the locker room, and I get my ankles taped, and we go in there. It's just, it's really good morale, and then we go to, we go to pray in the corner of the locker room. Any guys that want to pray and. And we go prayer, you know, over here. And so we had to turn the creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, guys, this is the prayer. And I thought, that's that's pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing. They keep playing higher. And I'm going, Creed has a, a lot of hits. They got a good catalog. We don't have to only play higher. But they're taking us higher, so we'll take it. Damn right. Can you take me higher? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's God. a banger. Oh, that might be their God. best. 
That might be their best. Wait a second. Yeah. Did you just reach in to your toolbox and pull out Scott Stapp impression on the air? I did. Yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> one of the many. God. I'm blown away. I mean, Sam, can we play some Creed? Do you ha- you've got to have this on the rotation. Man, yeah. that is impressive. I didn't know you had that in you. That is, oh, that yeah. is uh, just tremendous by Brady Quinn pulling out Big Scott Stapp. You know, I, I love supporting the bands that other people are, uh, try to fade or try to say that aren't legit bands. You know, like Nickelback. Everyone yeah. gets on Nickelback. I hear you. All right, Nickelback jams. All right? If you've ever been to a Nickelback And, and by the way, if you talk to people in the music industry, Nickelback's one of the favorite bands for even metal bands to party with. Those yeah. guys get after it. Absolutely they are, after They it. are loved. They make They're Lee the like lap. the big Lee Bowski they make out Lee, on the road. Lee look like Tim Tebow when you get oh, partying with Nickelback. Oh, my God. Us. I love it. Uh, but listen, uh, oh, oh, come on, Brady. Yeah. Here we go. Can you take me yeah. high? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I can't compare to him, though. To a place with light. Well, yeah, it, it's really easy. You got to take your lower jaw. You got to take your jaw. Yeah. Your lower uh, jaw, your I'm mandible. I'm going to pass on whatever you're about to say. It, no, is it, just uh, hear me I'm out just, on I'm this. A, I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm trying pass. to take you higher. Hear me out Hard on this. pass. So you Hard take pass. your, I, I think, is it the uh, nope, lower mandible? And I'm you out. extend it further, almost yep, like, your, uh, you, like your Jesse Ventura. And you I'm go out. like <sighs> this. But it's l- easy. L- l- let's get back to the Vikings and whether or not they could go higher <laughs> amongst the uh, rankings here as, uh, as we, they work their way up. They've won three of their last four. Mind you, it was a close loss to Kansas City. Their one loss. It, w- it was a close one. And after losing their first three versus, you know, Tampa, who was hot at the time, Philly was just a good, a good team. That was a one-score game. They lost all three – or excuse me, all four of their games by one scores. Think about that. Yeah. Like last year, they went 9-0 and in one-score games. This year, they're 0-4, uh, at least in their losses. But literally every single game has been a one-score game, so they're 3-4. and four. But you kind of knew, like, it, that was not going to happen again this year, and it might level off or even out. But you've got Green Bay at Green Bay, Atlanta at Atlanta, as you set up for two back-to-back games on the road. Neither of those teams look as, you know, Maybe as good as Atlanta did at one point. You know, Bijan not touching the football quite as much. You know, what do we draw to that? Even though they got a win last week, I think they, they look vulnerable versus this Vikings team. And Green Bay's really struggled of late. And then you got New Orleans, who isn't as good as we thought, at Denver. This Vikings team could get on a run. And I, I'm telling you, like, they could go into the bye if they won out, sitting there at 8-4. and four. I, I don't think that's crazy to think. I think the only thing is... They've got to be able to win in the critical moments of tight games because that's all they play. This team, like that's all they know is playing tight football games and try to win in the very end in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and uh, look, the fact that you know all of a sudden, and and I do think it's worth pointing out that Joe Buck made it very clear that there might have been some family ties to uh, the Minnesota Vikings. If I'm not mistaken, I think I glanced up because I was, uh, you know, doing some uh, meal prep for the week, grilling some right, chicken. Right. Yeah. So I happened yeah, to, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, that's, you know, it's just what I do. But I glanced up and I saw that I believe he had, uh, you know, relatives so or, relatable. you know, fans that, uh, you know, family that were, were, were sitting in the uh, stands that Everyone were wearing grills. Minnesota Vikings gear. So, I, you know, he, he made it very apparent to everybody 
that Kirk Cousins had maybe the game of his life on Monday Night Football last night. Did uh, did Joe Buck? So just want to. I feel like the narrative is starting to turn on Kirk Cousins and maybe on the Minnesota Vikings. And by the way, if you had the game Niners, of his life I mean, is that what? What do you mean? I'm just saying. Is that, what, is that what we're saying? That was the game of his life? Well, no, it felt like the way Joe Buck was really presenting that is that Kirk Cousins, you know, just has been absolutely fantastic and tremendous. I mean, if we're going to be fair about it, you know, he probably should have gotten picked off that second time as well, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to be honest about it, but. Hey, that's, that's how the cookie, cookie crumbles sometimes, man. Yeah. I mean, as a former quarterback, we'll take those. We'll take those. Yeah. For all the ones where the guy runs the wrong route. Yes. Or the ball gets tipped or whatever else happens where it goes on our ledger and it goes on our box score, we'll take that one. All right. And I will say this. You know whose balls shouldn't have, you know, should have counted as interceptions? Who's that? It was Brock Purdy's. Yeah. Probably. The, Um, the, The first one was bad. The second one, it was like, you're in desperation. You have to take a chance, make, try to make a throw. A little floater. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really you can do about that. You know, when you're trying to bring your team in, the, in the, at the end of the game, bring them back, people will complain, oh, it looks bad. Well, of course. Like, you don't have another option. Would you rather them check it down? Would you rather them scramble up and get down and, you know, potentially not be able to take a chance? Like, that's, that's the position you're in when you're down at the very end of a game. You've got to take some chances to get back into it. I got kissed and needing the nuts by both kickers last night. Oh. Do you want to know how? I know George Kittle got hit in the nuts. Yeah, okay. Well, he de- definitely he, did. He told America that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Okay, so for, first and foremost, and this is, this is the least important portion of this, but Jake Moody uh, missing that 40-yarder. I lost my fantasy game bec- uh, by less than four points, and I had Jake Moody kicking for me. So that minus, that the, those four points would have meant yeah. the difference between me and a win. But here's, <sighs> the, here's the more important one. So I live bet... The Niners plus nine and a half in the first half. So it was the second quarter. There was some time remaining. It was before they went down and scored to cut the lead to to uh, uh, and, and got it down to what was it thirteen uh, ten. Well, so that that missed interception by San Francisco that Kirk Cousins threw that Jordan Addison took to the house with seven seconds left. I'm like, I'm going to get screwed here. They're going to kick this extra point, and I'm going to lose by a half point because that guy didn't make a play on that Kirk Cousins ball. And Greg Joseph stepped right up and said, no, 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 I got you. I know you're about to get screwed by Jake Moody. Let me go ahead and whiff on this extra point. Thus, that 33-yarder they moved back a few years yep. ago. Yep. Give me that hook. Give me that mm-hmm. nine and a half, and I got a big win there. Ten bucks. Nice. Ten nice. bucks in my back pocket. How's that for relatable? You know Yay. what? That uh, The last 45 to 60 seconds um, of all of our lives, all you listening right now out there nationally across the country, we're just wasted by Jonas Knox oh, talking about on. whatever bet you had placed that no one cares about. Listen, uh, oh. just because you stare through the peephole of the sports book, don't worry about me as I lose money yeah. and lose my family's fortune. On, hey, pal, I'm not on, the on one using the glory hole like you, okay, okay. pal? <laughs> right. My family! You know what? All we're trying to do is take you higher, everybody. That's yeah. all we're trying to do. Can here. you take me higher? Just extend the lower job. Why can't you get into it more? I'm telling you, extend the I mean, lower John. Can we can. play a little bit, Sam? Can we get Jonas to actually get excited and fired up about something? Take me higher. You got to go hot, To man. a place where oh, home is. Is it blood?
blind man. What does he say? Whatever. Old man blind. Whatever. Who knows? It's kind of an Eddie Vedder inflection too. Hey, by the way, fun fact about Scott Stapp. Uh, yeah. You remember when uh, the rapper Ti found him after he jumped out of a window? Yeah, Rubber Band Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was Ti that found him. Lee, you can fact check that. It might have been Ti or like Little Tylenol or somebody like that. But they found Lil him. Tylenol. Little Tylenol. What song does he say? I don't Tylenol know. the I creator. Have no idea. But yeah. just seems like a rap name. But it it uh, he jumped out of a window. He was having some problems. And uh, what's up with people in Southern California jumping out of windows? I don't know. I mean, isn't was that like a I think a Southern Cal? Lee, did I get that right? Yeah, says he uh, helped save him from a suicide attempt. Yep. How about that? Jeez, See? that's serious. Yeah. How about that? And uh, they're forever uh, bonded together. Now Creed is was back. It, wasn't there a USC player that jumped out of a window? Yeah, that was, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, I think he was number 25. You know, uh, we could ask someone from Southern Cal, but I don't think they're taking interview requests right now. No, they're not. And uh, and be careful what you write about him or else you'll lose your media credentials. Yeah. So. Sure. You got to. Uh, oh yeah, it was Shaw. What's his name? Uh, Josh Shaw. Yeah, Josh Shaw. Yeah, he lied and said that uh, he was trying to rescue somebody, and instead he was running from cops or some story like that. Which is boy, know. that's a drastic turnaround <laughs> story, right? I mean, you go from being the hero to the villain in a heartbeat once the facts come out. <laughs> right. You imagine that. Now, do you think they allowed him media access after that incident? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was Lincoln Riley coach because if he wasn't. Then maybe they did, but if he was, then I'm sure he got way, shut down. Lincoln Riley, come on, how soft can you be? It's okay <laughs> to just step right up with a mic in front of you and be like, all right, we can't beat Utah. I don't know why. Who's got the first question? That's it. The, the, the reality is they're a more physical team. Like, I, I honestly feel like we've gotten to the point where college football head coaches feel like their team has to embody who they are as people which is not always the case, not always true. And it's like because his team can't play physical, it's like a knock on his masculinity. So like, well, you guys got beat up again by Kyle Whittingham. He's just either maybe he's a better coach. You know, he's done this for longer. He's been at Utah forever. He's got his program built to where they understand how to maximize players and switch players from, you know, different positions and, and maximize their ability. And, I don't know. I don't know if he just doesn't want to admit that or like take his hat off to another coach. I mean, that's all. Like, I, I look at it this way: I've, I've, I've won, a, won, won enough games and I lost enough games to know when you lose. Like, part of the game is being able to take your hat off to your opponent and say, "Yeah, they were better." Like, that's that's a really good player over there. That's that's a really good coach over there. Like, you're almost disrespecting the game and players and other coaches by not allowing them that instance. To say that, like, forget about access and what people want to say to, because what we, you know, what answer they want for what the problem is. Forget, like, you don't even give the opponent a chance to talk about the team that they just played and give them a compliment and give them their due, which is part of the tough part about losing. But as a man, that's what you do. When someone's better than you and someone beats you, that's what you do. They're better than us. They beat us today, and here's why. And this is, and, and you know, this is why they're better than us. Did, did you see uh, Kyle Whittingham's tweet that he sent no. out? So uh, after the game, Kyle Whittingham, who doesn't I'm strike quarterback he, thing. He, no, he doesn't strike me as a Twitter guy, but uh, he just sent out a tweet that said "Go Ute," and he put up the USC two finger salute, like <laughs> the little the via the emoji on Twitter. So uh, Kyle Whittingham was like, "Oh, is that a, is that a grave I see with Link? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and step on." You that. know what's kind of spicy about it though is there's still a chance they could see each other in the Pac-12 championship. <laughs> Oh man, please. Because it is the top two teams. They both have one loss in conference play. Like, 
But I mean, again, you have Caleb Williams, which Kyle Whittingham also pointed out as postgame presser. You know, hey, they've got the high ridden Heisman Trophy winner, and they're like, we've got a, a former pig farmer at quarterback, and we're, that's just fine for us. It was all time <laughs> legendary troll job by Kyle Whittingham. He's great. Uh, I mean, he made, uh, you know, we'll, we'll ask Petros tomorrow about his relationship with Kyle Whittingham. Feels a little bit strained after, uh, after last year. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. So, um... You know, the Cleveland Browns have got this thing going on. It's a weird little uh, weird little deal where, uh, you know, this guy they give a bunch of money to uh, just ain't playing, and it's odd, and it's not really getting any clear answers as to what's going on, and we can't really get a clear understanding as to the extent of the injury for Deshaun Watson, 
why he's been medically cleared multiple times, but they've decided not to play him or have him return to action. It's just, it's very strange the way this whole thing is broken down. And as we've talked about, every single day it feels like more and more Cleveland Browns fans are like, all right. This is uh, this is not what we thought it was going to be, and we're a little bit annoyed and fed up with the whole thing altogether. Well, Kevin Stefanski was talking with the media yesterday, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and he was talking about just sort of a possible IR stint for Deshaun Watson, if that's what this looks like when he's dealing with this shoulder issue, and then also whether or not Deshaun is still the leader of this team despite not playing. Kevin, is there any consideration right now uh, putting Deshaun on IR? I think day to day, always gathering information, but he's, he's listen, uh, he, he's getting better. Um, he's a competitive kid. He's working hard. Deshaun's the captain of this football team. He's the leader of this football team. Uh, it, it's hard. I know he wants to be out there, uh, but he continues to support his teammates. Uh, he leads his football team. Uh, so uh, th- that, that will never change. So he's still the leader, you know, just, right. yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, listen, it's, it's a lot of money to give somebody, uh, you know, to go ahead and support teammates, but he's still the leader of the team. I just find it hard to believe that there are members of that team that aren't giving him the side eye with why the hell aren't you playing? Nick Chubb's yeah, leader. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I don't know the dynamics of the locker room or, or I should say that locker room. Um, I, I do know this. We've kind of talked about before the financial situation that the Browns are in. Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports uh, wrote a really good article um, essentially outlining when it would be realistic for Cleveland to move on if they wanted to from Deshaun Watson, which all the rhetoric you're hearing from the Browns is that they don't. But I'll, I'll save the read and just give you a few cliff notes. It's basically not realistic for the Browns to move on from Watson until 2026. So just think about that for a second. If the Browns wanted to outright release Watson after this year, they would lose $137 million or 53% of the projected 2024 salary cap. That's how much they'd be on the hook for a player that they outright did not want to have on their roster. So there's no way in hell that's going to happen. Even if it was a June 1 cut, which you can spread over a couple of seasons, it would be reduced to $92 million, which still you would not want to do. It, you'd literally cripple your salary cap for the, for the upcoming season. So the, the other option is a trade, mind you. And even in the event of a trade, you have to think about this. There'd have to be a team that would want to absorb this contract, which I would find hard to believe because no one else was willing to offer it when Deshaun Watson was up for trade back when he was with the Houston Texans. So there's that element of it, or, or, or as a you know, free agent, or however it worked out. I, I can't think off the top of my head. But, you know, th- you'd have to have someone who's willing to absorb that contract that's willing to take on a fully guaranteed deal. And you could say, well, Deshaun Watson and his people, in order to facilitate a trade in the future, might say, you know, hey, we're willing to renegotiate the contract or restructure the contract. But that's not going to happen because they obviously – tried as hard as they could to make sure this was a fully guaranteed deal. So the Browns are in a really, really tough spot. And this is a scenario where they've made their bed. They've got to lay in it. And whether he goes on IR, whether it's the shoulder injury, which you could say all you want about 
you know, whether or not that was an issue with him out there in the field. He has not looked the same player that they got from Houston. He's just not the same player. And I don't know if it's a mental hurdle that he's trying to get over because of everything that's out there about him. But from last year into this year, he's not been the same player. And and it's just it's I find it hard to believe he's going to be the player that they had hoped he would be. And maybe they feel like with more time away, he'll be able to quote unquote heal up and and maybe mentally heal up. But it, it's a, it's sad for Browns fan because this is a playoff roster. This is a playoff team. Yeah, just with a quarterback that's not going to mess it up. And I, I'm not so sure that you know you could trust him right now the way he's played. I mean, he's started 10 games. Like, they've gotten 10 games out of him of mediocre at-best quarterback play. And we're already talking about, well, this is what it would take for them to move on. Like, that's crazy. And Kevin's like, I don't know if, if Stefanski is necessarily defending Deshaun Watson. Like, I do wonder, because Stefanski's tied to this as well, too, because if this doesn't go well and say they don't make the playoffs, they're going to make a coaching change. I mean, Stefanski feels like he could be one of those guys that could be out of this. But if you're Stefanski, you're looking at, man, a couple of years ago, we had Baker Mayfield in a COVID year and went into Pittsburgh and won a playoff game. I mean, Stefanski wasn't even on the sideline because remember he had COVID, so he had to watch from home. Right. And a couple of years later, he's got this guy making $230 million. And for people that are tired of the number being brought up, I mean, it's a historic number in football. That's tied to the story. And he's got all this stuff in the background. And you're 10 games into it, and he's having to answer multiple weeks in a row, what's going on with the shoulder? And is this guy still even the leader of the team? When he's rolling P.J. Walker out there to win a game on the road against the Colts team that was putting up 30-something points in that game, I just I, I wonder what Stefanski's real thought process is on all this. I wonder if he even wants to deal with it or if he's being told by the organization, just keep taking bullets for this guy until we know that mentally and physically he's ready to go. Just I think if he goes on IR, he's giving you an indication of it. Because, again, the, the ownership in front office is all in on Deshaun Watson. And you could tell the coaching staff's kind of like, yeah, well, we might not be around to see whatever Deshaun Watson you signed to that contract. So if that's the case, we just need to win now. And if he's a distraction, if he's an issue, you know, we'll put him on IR. We'll stash him away. We can deal with the players who want to be here, who want to play, who want to give what they can for the team. And, and that's where we're at. Like, when I look at Jalen Hurts on Sunday night, you can clearly tell he's not 100%. Yeah. Is that fair to say? No, yeah. I mean, I, I had to put a brace on his knee. I had, I had to play through that. He signed a contract this offseason, did he not? Yep. And yet he's still out there trying to play, trying to win games for his team. Kenny Pickett came back for that Baltimore Ravens game. And again, he understood how important that game was to the division, to their chance of playoffs. And... You know, it's it's not the same case with Watson. I mean, look trying at, to play through whatever it is. Look at the division. Joe Burrow signed a deal this offseason. He probably shouldn't have been out there the first couple of games. He probably shouldn't have been out there playing at times. He's been out there the whole time. Yeah. So it's such a stark contrast between what we've seen from other quarterbacks who've signed their deals who are leading their team compared to whatever the heck is going on with him. And that's probably the most damning or worrisome part. And if you're Stefanski, you're like, dude – I just like get me get me out of this scenario. Like get me away from this where I can just coach football, try to win football games because I've got the defensive player of the year so far in Miles Garrett. I've got maybe the best, if not one of the best offensive lines. 
I've got a running game that, despite you losing one of the best running backs, if not the best, in Nick Chubb, we've been able to hold it together with Jerome Ford and, and Kareem Hunt. And, and yet, we, we've got this roster that's ready to win now. And unfortunately, after you go all in and take that, what do you want to call it, a you know, a, a risk of reputational risk, whatever it is by bringing in Watson, and the financial risk of bringing in Watson, now he's the one that's not there. Where you thought, if anything, you had your quarterback for the next five years. It's just, it, it's tough to swallow, I think for a lot of Browns fans and and how this whole thing's gone. And, and it also looked like Deshaun Watson was almost relieved that he was taken out of that game. Like he almost, like when you saw him on the sideline, he I mean, he was, you know, he was happy, he was supporting his teammates, but it was almost like and that that bring you know, brings the point of the mental side of it that you brought up. I do wonder if he's just still shook and he's ever going to be able to overcome that because of him knowing everybody's got all that information on him. Nobody with you know half a brain looks at that situation off the field and thinks, oh, yeah, he's 100% innocent. Like There's just weird behavior, all of that added on to it, and the fact that he's just not playing good football. He looked – but when, they, when Stefanski told him, I'm, I'm taking him out of the game, I do wonder if Stefanski recognized this guy's not got it upstairs. Something's wrong. And Deshaun looked relieved to not have to deal with having to sit in there and he was already playing poorly and have to deal with the actual playing side of things with whatever's going on upstairs. Feels I mean, like there's more. Relieved to the point where it's why people are asking, like, what, what's the deal? Well, why wasn't he playing? Why wasn't he in there? He looked fine. It, it looked like he'd rather be there than out there in the field. And, and you sign him to a contract where he could play this thing out as long as he wants. Like, again, the, the ownership is tied to him now. You know, if he's, you know, battling mental health issues, things like that, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, it's weird. Weird, weird spot to be in. But the Cleveland Browns with that defense, they keep rolling in that division. It's going to be fun to monitor. God, and Miles Garrett's out. a freak. Huh? I know. It's like, and we said it yesterday, but it's kind of true. Like when LeVar brought it up, that he looks like he was created in a lab to like rush opposing quarterbacks to play football just to crush people. Yeah. I mean, when it's he's ridiculous. when he's not lying about what Mason Rudolph said to him in a game, you know, I mean, he's a great player. I'll give him that. <laughs> just want to What is wrong with you? I just want what? I just want I I wanted you just to just couldn't this, let it go, could you? What do you mean? I just want to make I, I I hope he he rips off your helmet and tries to beat you with it at some point. <laughs> Man, how how long do you think I would last with him? Let, I'm going to say less than 10 seconds. There wouldn't I will say this. One, one of my buddies who I was talking to who saw you, they're like, hey, man, Jordan's a little bigger than I thought. And I go, oh, that's interesting. I was like, I, every time I see him, I always think he's smaller than I think he's going to okay, be. Okay, because it's an unfair yeah. representation. You're 6'4", and you have shoulders like 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 a surfboard. Like you've literally you got a surfboard on your back. Wow. It's and then Lavar's massive. So next to you guys, wow. I, I look like a, a jockey at the Breeders' Cup. And speaking of is which. Sam, is Sam playing a clown thing right now? Wow. <laughs> Is that wow or clown? No, that's Owen Wilson saying wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell what he was saying. Clown. Sorry. It's all right. Yeah. So clown? You guys, you guys are massive. Everybody that meets you goes, damn, he's big. Like, like they didn't realize because you're next to all those offensive linemen. You know, next to, how, how big is Joe Thomas? Was he 6'6", Joe Thomas? Um, I don't think he's that tall. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. He looks taller now that he got skinnier. It's weird how it works like that. Oh, you think he got like stretched out almost? Like he? Uh, no, no. It's just like the you know the way people look. Like when they're like skinny, they're like oh they're like taller than they actually are. Yeah. When if they're a little wider, they don't look quite as tall. Better posture, maybe. You know. Yeah. Then have all that. I don't weight. think that's it. 
Yeah. I don't think that's it. Well. I mean, you, you think they got a good stretch in those? Is that what you're saying? I mean, no. I just think maybe, you know, with all that extra weight, maybe he's a little bit more hunched over. Now that he's leaned out, he's standing up tall. You know, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe you got one final stretch before you get out of the league. I mean, listen. I mean, if you want to stretch, if Deshaun Watson wants to stretch, if anybody wants to stretch, might we recommend the Breeders' Cup stretch? Because we are in that final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November third and fourth. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. We were out there last year at the Breeders' Cup. How awesome is that event? What I mean, I'll be. I'll time. tell you. I've been to the Derby. I've been to. I've been to Keeneland. Uh, obviously, it's where the Breeders' Cup was last year, but. That event plus Keenan was fantastic. And Santa Anita this year where the Breeders' Cup will be, you don't want to miss that. It is the pinnacle, it feels like, of sports racing, uh, whether people realize that or not. It's bigger than the Derby, bigger than Preakness, bigger than all of it. It is big, big time uh, globally for horse racing. What was the chili or the soup that we got that the meat wagon told us to get? Oh, it's... um, God, what was it called? Bagu or... uh, Bagu. Oh, shoot. People are going to hammer us in Kentucky for yeah, not Argu? Yeah, Bergu. What's that? B- yeah. Bergu? Bergu. Is that how you pronounce it, Bergu? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so good. It was amazing. It's so good. I, I could have literally had eight cups of that, ten cups of that, and people would have thought I was a, I was a freak for standing in line all day just getting their, the <laughs> Bergu. is a so stew. Good. It's so good. It was it was pretty f- because here's the little behind the scenes. So during football season, Brady's got eleven jobs. Kentucky Bergu. I've got a lot of jobs, and so you find these windows, these pockets where you can enjoy yourself a little bit, where it's not football related. And so after we did the show, we went did a couple of things. It was like you know we got some time before our flight. Why don't we yeah. uh, Why don't we go back to the track and watch some of the races, have a couple, and then you know uh, eat some of that Bergu and and let it fly a little bit and we had such a good time and then the airline stepped in and said why don't you guys have more of a good time let's go ahead and delay your flight another three hours and so we just uh, hung out and met a bunch of people but it was awesome man it's such a good time and it uh, was fancy and, and hats all burgoo that. was fantastic which was that was by the way something that you made sure we had yes you like found it out and you're like you've got to cha- taste this got to taste this and i will say this it was the best decision you made that entire day because i think out of like one race we lost every other every other race for yeah but part. we won the first one and that's the most that's important because right. that puts you in yeah. a good mood to where you're like ah whatever at least we won one now you got that out of the way you know yeah be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. By the way, Brady Quinn, stop me if you've heard this before. The Philadelphia Eagles have made a move and brought in another multiple-time All-Pro. This time, it's Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans. Really good player and the least shocking story in the world. Uh, They add him for a couple of mid-to-late-round draft picks, and now they help bolster that secondary that has been a little bit banged up. So Philadelphia looks at everything and says, all right, so I know we could probably wait. We could probably look around and maybe, you know, try and develop some of our own guys. Or we could just realize we're in a Super Bowl window. The time is now. And let's go add another piece, much like we did with Julio Jones. Well, they're banged up in their secondary. You know, they've got they've got a number of injuries and guys who, you know, it's, it's not just like a, hey, we're building up our roster to go win a Super Bowl or have a shot at winning a Super Bowl. It's the fact that it's a need. I mean, they've spent a, a lot of time. I, I actually think it's kind of fascinating if you look at how they've built their roster, the up front they've they've spent in draft picks. So so clearly, if you look at Howie Roseman's attack for defense, he's saying I like defensive tack, defensive tackles, edge players, and then even you know some of the linebackers, some of those players they've drafted. But in the front seven, they like drafting guys, high high round guys on defense. The back end. Been a little different. They took Keely Ringo this year in the fourth round, Sidney Brown this year in the third round, Eli Ricks, who was, you know, to me, a very draftable player. I'm not sure if there was medical or something else why he didn't, and he's played some really good snaps for them this year. 
But those guys have at times like they've been thrusted up in it into playing. But really, like Darius Slay, who they got via a trade, Kevin Byard now, who they got via a trade, James Bradbury, who I believe they signed as a free agent. Um, they had other players there, uh, Bradley Roby. If you look at how they built their secondary, a little bit more of a veteran group. So kind of interesting, but more so than that, is is anyone better at this than Howie Roseman? No. I mean, every single year he's able to make this all work, and their roster's littered with first-round picks, first-round talent, Pro Bowl talent, and it's probably one of the deeper rosters for a for a 53-man roster. And it's crazy to me. It really is when you break it all down. It's also just like the ability to identify – Head coaches, because he hired Chip Kelly too, correct? I'm yeah. A, and so it's like I mean, ultimately, I think that relationship ended up being the demise of Chip Kelly's tenure there. But, but they won a division first year. Yeah, they but, won twenty games the first two years. Yeah, so like that worked, and then he's done it with different quarterbacks, different coaches. Like Doug Peterson, Doug obviously Peterson. won a Super yeah. Bowl. Nick Sirianni yeah. went to a Super Bowl. Like everything, he seems to know. What the hell he's doing? And so when you had Eagles fans last year, I forget what game it was. I think it was a Thursday night game. As he's walking off the field, they're like, uh, Howie, you're forgiven. And he said, I'm forgiven. And he and he shot back at Eagles fans because it's like, no, no, you you haven't been paying attention to what I've done since I've been here. He's hit home run after home run all through the draft, which is why when they ended up with Jalen Carter, it's like, of course they did. And of course they landed DeAndre Swift. And of course they, it's just, it's, and of course it's A.J. Brown. And of course, well, it's, it feels like it's the usual suspects every single and, time. And by the way, look at their assistants. You have Jonathan Gannon in Arizona, yep. Shane Steich in Indianapolis. Yep. Like, there's assistance on these staffs that end up moving out. I'm sure he play. I'm sure his P plays a hand in every single decision that that organization makes. And so it's not even just the roster management or the head coach hiring. It's like, it's like who's a part of the staffs, too. I think he's a part of it all, and he's done a tremendous job. So it's it's not a surprise that the, the Eagles, who coming off a Sunday night football win, you'd think like, oh, no, we're good. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to build on any of this. No, no, no. He's calling up, hitting the phones. At, who's available? Kevin Byard, yep, that's a need for us. We'll take it. He's a Pro Bowl caliber player. One of the best safeties in the NFL. We'll take him. Uh, hey, uh, what's uh, what was it going to cost to get Derrick Henry? Like, clearly, you know, one he's working even after a win with where they're at, understanding they're going to have to be able to build up this roster to, to make a Super Bowl run. But also, it's very clear the Eagles are buyers. The Titans right now they look like sellers, and that's why if, if Byard's gone now. But you got to wonder about Derrick Henry because if you're the Titans, you're never going to get more for him than right now. Agreed. And, and look, I, I know we're on a Nashville right now on the zone, and I know you love Derrick Henry, but. I mean, why wouldn't you be open to dealing him right now? Like, why Why would you? I mean, the Ryan Tannehill era is over. It's done. Like, and, and it feels like this is, to your point, a signal that, all right, it's time to start phasing out and, and going in a different direction. I just, I look at it and go, you, you want all these guys to retire with their original team, but you're going to get a lot in return. He's a valuable asset still, and there's probably some teams around the league that go, damn, I, I'd love to have Derrick Henry for a year or two. If I, can, if I can help my run game, why wouldn't you deal him? Right. I just it, it seems like it makes some sense. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that plays out. The, the, the question is where would be the up. fit for him because he's such a unique back. I mean, with how big he is, just his style. And you'd have to think, okay, like you want him to a Super Bowl contender. Like, I'm not saying the Bills would do this, but that's a team that would be really interesting to see if they would bring on Derrick Henry just to take some of the pressure off of Josh Allen. 
you know, with the way they looked this past week versus the Patriots, if they can't get a consistent running game out of James Cook or enough touches out of him, I know they drafted him and they expect him to be that kind of, you know, lead back, if you will. Find some other way. Yeah. Because when Gabe Davis isn't a part of that passing attack, they struggle. You know, the, the draft pick of Dalton Kincaid hasn't really hit. You know, I, I know he led him in receiving this week, but he's having a hard time finding the end zone. They're having a hard time really making it, you know, him that mismatch that we kind of thought he might be. And, and that's a team that, to me, still has, despite the injuries on defense, like Super Bowl caliber, but they got to do something to give themselves a shot versus KC because KC looks by far and away the best in the AFC. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 